You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight we've got a uh, a new co-host sitting in our third chair. Well, he's been in the studio once before, uh, but now he is... I think he's been in the studio. I don't know. I don't remember that. Man, I just make stuff up as I go along. First time here. (laughs) We had you on the phones then for a lengthy period of time. After I got out of jail, I called him on the amp line for about 15 minutes. So uh, Sovereign Curtis is with us. Do you want to go by Sovereign Curtis on the air? That's absolutely fine. I don't... don't, I kind of dislike when people who understand the concept of sovereignty refer to me as sovereign. It's it's not so much about uh, giving me any sort of respect or anything like that. It's Mm just a... declaring what is true well yeah. it's, it's a title instead of uh mr ms or mrs you're just a sovereign and it doesn't it doesn't have a gender orientation it's just uh declaring that that person is uh, owns themselves now, now mark think, as a quaker uh would you yes some, some, i i am fine with the term yes i go ahead ask, ask the, the question. question as a quaker uh <laughs> someone who does not use titles mr mrs uh sir ma'am that kind of thing Sovereign's okay by Sovereign's you. okay because... Um, Judge, prosecutor. Right. Well, it, it's okay because uh, the, the reason for a title is essentially to distinguish one person from another. However, everybody is sovereign. Everybody owns themselves. Mm, do they? Unless they make the claim. Are they really sovereign? Yeah, they, uh, they are. Okay. They, 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 how can you alienate yourself? Don't, act like it. don't you, you have to act sovereign no, in order you to don't. be sovereign? And, you, I, and I stick that sovereign in front of my name to kind of remind people who might be on the fence that, hey, we all own ourselves. You so. own yourself, whether you want, whether you choose to act like you own yourself or not. Well, of course that's true, but if you own yourself, you could give yourself up to some other person's uh, no, control. You, you really can't, though, because well, if you, you own yourself, why couldn't you make that decision? As, to, uh, as soon as you put yourself into a, a disadvantageous contract, you can easily walk away from it. You're going to have to really yeah. push that envelope and say you're voluntarily allowing yourself to be chained. To say you're willing to give up your sovereignty like that. The only viable contracts have uh, exit clauses. Okay, that's fine, but you could essentially give up your control to uh, to someone else. I mean, in a general sense, you're still right? sovereign. You still own yourself. Yeah. I think you have to declare your sovereignty. I think you have to act as though you're a sovereign. I think you have to live life as though you own yourself, as opposed to subverting yourself to the demands of others. That's just how I feel. Anyway, your thoughts are welcome at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's been an amazing weekend here in New Hampshire, specifically the Keene area. Record setting. Mass arrests went down yesterday. We'll give you the details on that here in a little bit. Uh, but let's go to your phone calls first. To the amp line where Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in Tennessee. Gene. Gene Hello, guys. You're on the air. Go ahead. I wanted to tell you about a scary video I saw on YouTube today. It scared the heck out of me. It's worse than Aliens or any of those scary movies. Okay. It was about a... It was a tax day protest. But guess what? It was a tax day protest for increasing taxes. Oh, this good. is really yeah. a, this was really a strange one. People out there screaming and hollering for more taxes and higher taxes because they're all collecting bennies. They're getting you know, they're on the government dole. And they actually had a rally at Square. It looked like a Ron Paul rally, only it was hundred and eighty degrees the other way. They wanted more taxes, more control because they thought that people are making too much money and not sharing with them. Well, I predict they will get their wishes. And they pretty much came out in the open and admitted that they were doing this in order to preserve their entitlements. Uh, They they didn't hide that at all. And I guess I'm showing my age now because I grew up in the 50s and the 60s, and when I was young, my my mother had a duplex 
that uh, she rented half of it out to people who were in the lower income uh, bracket. I mean, we weren't in a very high income bracket because we lived in the exact same size duplex they were living in. But um, the people didn't have a lot of money, and some of them were getting government handouts in the 60s. But in the 60s, people didn't say, didn't, they weren't proud of the fact they were getting government handouts. Mm. They were ashamed to go and get on the dole. They, they felt bad, and they would only get on the dole long enough to get back on their feet and get a good job, and then they would get off. But nowadays, we've got three generations that have been on the dole, and they're proud of it. They think they're not getting enough. They need more money. Well, it's just scary. This is the way this is the way it it, it goes, um, because, you know, getting the check is easy. It's it's easy to just have sit, sit around and get a check sent to you. Whereas, uh, you know, previously in, in the 60s, I believe that's when the uh, the Great Society all sort of came about. Uh, you know, at that time it was charity. And, uh, you know, the, the government dole looked a lot like charity. It was very similar. So the stigma tended to, uh, you know, ride along with it. But, you know, those that kept on getting it realized, heck, this is easy. Why, why, why is there stigma attached around this? Well, I remember the days before food stamps when actually you would go and get your food from the government. You'd go get a, you know, a brick of cheese and a bag of wheat, and you would get your staples from the government. And uh, That sounds absolutely horrible. 60s, yeah, and then in the 60s they converted over to food stamps, which wasn't quite as bad, but a lot of stores didn't accept food stamps. Um, and now, of course, food stamps are better than cash. Some of the stores love them because I think they get uh, uh, a kickback from the government when oh, they man. redeem them. I'm not sure of that. But so they, they, they just a, perfected uh, this method of getting people hooked, basically, and, uh, yeah, and, and expanding their power. Addiction. You know, what is it that – and I know there's a paraphrase like, of somebody where they said that uh, essentially in a democracy that uh, people will – vote uh, for more largesse once they figure out they can vote for it, right? And then that just keeps getting worse, and here we are. Bread and circuses. Yeah. Thanks, Steve, like for the call tonight. As always, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So a lot of, lot to talk about tonight. i got a story about a pirate radio operator that's pretty cool. Maybe we'll get to that here. Actually, pull it right off the front page of our website at freetalklive.com, which actually the site allows you to submit show prep suggestions and then other listeners can vote them up or down, and you can vote things up and down. And the most popular ones make it to the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. Of course, it's all free. But this weekend was just uh, – it was amazing. I mean the, the, the activism here in New Hampshire continues to become more and more noteworthy and just exciting. Um, this weekend, Sunday, was a banner day. I, I was uh, – people were up early. There was the Free Keen Fest, which is a twice a year, a twice yearly event that happens here in Keene. And, you know, I don't really think it's the biggest. It's not a big, big, big event. But this year, this spring was the biggest one ever. We probably had several hundred people, maybe four or five hundred people coming through there all day long. Sure. I mean, it, it was, seemed there, there was busy. some gambling going on with real money and, yeah. uh, you know, different booths and people selling food. Hot dogs were a buck and uh, sodas were 50 cents. I, I loaded up. And the gambling actually stepped up a level, too. Uh, last time it was just somebody bringing out some cards. And this time they had chips. They had a green gambling table, oh, blackjack yeah. spread thing. And, and there was some, you were there, Curtis. Yeah, open, uh, open, Did you even leave open the table? container civil disobedience as well. I don't think you left the gambling table the whole time. Well, after I lost my eight bucks, I, okay. I got up. 
But yeah, open uh, alcohol, open cannabis, open gambling, and and then there and weren't then they any decided problems. to uh, you know do the easy thing and go to the jail and support you know jailed activists. Well, the great thing about what happened with the Free Keen Fest is not only do you have all those things that were going on openly, also had open vending. People were selling food without a permit. And uh, other sales of various different things were being done. Nobody had, of course, pulled a permit for the event. So, I mean, it was like a civil disobedience extravaganza, basically. And the police were nowhere to be found. Zero arrests. Perfect weather. Hundreds of people in attendance. It was great. You know, and and I found uh, people I knew from the community. They have nothing to do with the, the liberty activism. They were coming in. They were taking a look around. They were asking, so what is the free state project am i a free stater you know i kind of think like you do am i a free st-? you know they were asking wait a minute what, what what hold on a second we've we've heard up here that uh, of course we're talking about the free state project all three of us here free state project participants curtis right yep. uh we all made the move here to new hampshire from a long way away in order to get active for liberty and the thing you hear from the supporters of the status quo the the status the people that support the aggressive uh, government. The thing you hear most often is, well, we don't want you here. No one wants you. Free, free staters go home. And, Mark, you're telling me that there are actually people that were saying to you that they felt like they might be free staters and they live here yes. already? Uh, they, they didn't know what the term meant, but they, they understood the concepts of you know smaller government, less intrusion. Basically what they said is, I always wonder, who's going to pay for this? Yeah, where was the go home crowd? I mean, there, I didn't see the counter protest. I and mean, where are these people? There's more coming up here. Free Talk Live, 800 259 In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. You can listen in various different ways, live streams, broadband, and dial-up version. You've got a webcam. As well as listen lines, which actually allow you to uh, listen in via any phone that can dial long distance. So head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. All of those options are free for you. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Hostgator.com is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. You can go there and create your very own website with their builder tools and templates. Use code FTL to get uh, your first month completely free at hostgator.com. If you use one of those other web hosting services, every time you do, God kills an LOL cat. 1-800-259-9231. All right. So we were talking about what happened yesterday here in the uh, the southwest area of New Hampshire, the Keene area. It was an epic day. And we're going to get to more of the story here in a moment. But uh, the Free Keene Festival was an incredible success. Hundreds of people turning out. Open civil disobedience of all sorts. 
and just an absolute blast. Perfect weather, lots of fun people enjoying themselves, and you know nobody got angry, nobody had any problems. Uh, it seems like people enjoy the fact that uh, free staters are are here and liberty activists are active uh, in New Hampshire, despite what the critics might be saying. So we continue here with your calls because something big happened after the Free Keen Fest, as though Free Keen Fest wasn't uh, big enough. Let's go to Nick in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Curtis, and Mark. Hey, Ian. Um, uh, this is actually very, very short. I just I had sort of a comment to make today. I was um, I, I don't know if you saw me, Ian, but I I was in Keene, New Hampshire today, and uh, I was checking out uh, Keene State College because it was one of the colleges I was originally going to go to. Um, and my um, it, I guess it's more of a story. And yeah, so I did I was think I, to, I did see you today. Okay, yeah, that was you. Um, and I was going to throw away something, and then I went back to the, my mom's car, and um, and, I, and I saw you. I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, no, we've got to let later. you go. Thanks for the call. <laughs> See you later. Hitting the dump button. Okay. He made an exclamation of surprise when he saw you. Yes, and we have no idea where he was going with that. So uh, remember, you are calling a radio show, and we can't let that stuff happen here. You can tell the story tomorrow. Yeah, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in Keene, and Keene is a small place. I think that's what he was surprised about, uh, that, wow, there uh, was one of the hosts of this show walking down the street. Uh, In fact, if you walk down the street in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, it's, it's if you're familiar with the free staters and the liberty activists in the area, it's likely you'll run into some of them. Uh, I remember I was sitting outside of a restaurant. Uh, we were hanging out with somebody who was coming up here uh, to check the area out and just sitting there for 45 minutes eating. At least four people came up that I that I knew that were liberty activists just Including on me. the street. Well, yeah, you were one of them. So uh, just a lot of people here, and it's a small community. And it's it's one of the uh, more interesting parts about making the move here as part of the Free State Project because the area is so small that it's – you really see the same people over and over again. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you move here for the Free State Project, there's plenty That's of what people I said, here yeah. to this area, right. New people, Hampshire. People for, move for the Free State Project all over the state of New Hampshire, and, and it's more so everywhere in, in a lot of other places. Places that are smaller than Keene, it's the same way, right? Uh, so the smaller the area, the more familiar you are with people, I would think. I almost think that Keene has a larger concentration of Free Staters than uh, you know per capita than than other places, or it's maybe just it's just though. a really Walker friendly type of place. That, so. that much that is too. true too. It, it gets us all to congregate where we're all. Going to congregate that's so. true and if you're in a town this real small town then there may not be things worth walking to exactly. so i can't really say i've never really lived in a small town this is the smallest place that that, uh, that i've ever been and it's uh, so it's an interesting community because it's large enough to have some uh, big businesses here and they have box stores and stuff like that so you got kind of the the accoutrements of uh, of a city life but the other hand that you're not very far away from cow pastures really <laughs> Or the woods. The woods. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 800-259-9231 is the number here. It'll continue, though, with the story about what happened yesterday because it was, it was a record-setting day or evening. After the free, incredibly successful free Keen Fest, about 40 or so people, I think, came out to the brand-new jail that just opened up uh, with the intention of looking for one of our own. One of our activists, uh, friends, Russell Canning, the publisher of the New Hampshire Free Press, was is in jail and it's about this child support thing, which uh, if you go to RidleyReport.com, you can find out more of the details. But essentially... Not exactly liberty activism. Well, but but basically it is because he's willing to pay his ex-wife and, and has been willing to pay her from what I understand. And she's been willing to let him see his kids because there was a falling out between them and it was you know bad for whatever the reasons were. But because the state has its rules 
and it's following them to a you know to the letter for him. Of course, they never follow their own rules for themselves, but they're following them to the letter for him because he hasn't paid enough to the state to the, to what the state is demanding. His wife is apparently satisfied with what's happening, uh, but the state is not. So the state is uh, the government people are demanding more money from him than he can afford to pay, and so therefore he's been put in a jail cell, and right. now they he can't pay him a damn from thing. work where he's yeah. working for the sole purpose of paying child support. Well, it's also also to pay his own bills, um, from what I understand as well. But uh, well, certainly but he's, he's willing worked, to send money to uh, for quite some time. He wasn't working in a regular job, and he was yeah. managing to make whatever bills, uh, you know, work. And so obviously, if his time's being spent uh, at I, a regular, I think he may have been. I don't know what his finances are, but I got the impression that he may have been living off of some savings or investments or something like that. Anyway, if you if you watch the Ridley Report video, Mark, you'll understand because it's an interview with his wife. Anyway, so we were there at this at the jail, this brand new jail, forty I think forty million dollars to build it. I don't recall the thirty six million something like that, the exact price tag. Uh, but and, and to the jail's credit, it is a definitely a step up, up from the old one, which was built in the 1970s. But nonetheless, our friend was in there. We decided to uh, to park at the jail, and some people parked away from the jail because there was no trespassing signs up. And uh, well, everybody, I guess, trespassed supposedly because we were all past the no trespassing signs, which said specifically that uh, if you were told to leave and didn't, you'd be charged with a with a misdemeanor. Okay, so everybody comes up, they come up to you. Some people come up to the front door, they're told to leave. Some people did end up leaving. Many of us, most of us, were not told to leave. We ended up circling the building uh, twice. Right, it's kind time. of interesting. I mean, if if there's a group of 30 people or 40 people that show up and uh, somebody from the jails tells one of them, you must leave, does that, uh, you know, the way humans think and, in, and often in the way they think in groups, they I can see why they would say, well, I, I told somebody from the group that they needed to leave, so it was yeah. their job to disseminate that word, and I don't see how that is. It seems to me that the jail would have to go around and tell every single activist, right. you must leave. But that's what – you're right, Mark, and that's what they uh, they try to do. They they pretend like you're all the same. And so telling one to them is – to well, we told you to leave. Well, you didn't tell me to leave. Who did you tell to leave? It wasn't me. Yeah, most activists had no idea that that, <laughs> that was going on. So maybe I would have left – maybe I wouldn't. Uh, probably, but nonetheless – You probably wouldn't. We, <laughs> I thought you got arrested. I, w- I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, so we walked around the jail. It takes them a while to respond when they call the cops because the, the COs aren't going to go out and make the arrest. They were, have you, to call. were you aware of the uh, the order to vacate the property? Uh, I might have heard some rumors. I don't know. I never heard directly from those people. They never told me to leave. They just made the arrest. They made 12 arrests. A dozen people. For, for doing something that we... You know, liberty activists in Keene have done at the old jail a hundred thousand times. Yeah, right. Going around the jail—that's all we did. We went around the jail, waved at the prisoners. You know, gave them thumbs up and peace signs and all that. And the prisoners loved it. There's more coming up here. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is 
Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Our Shrine of Female listeners is there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video. In fact, uh, Taryn Lupo from the LCL Report has been uploading video validations of many of the ladies from the Ladies of Liberty Alliance calendar that came out for 2010. And he's doing videos of them validating themselves as listeners of Free Talk Live. And that's a requirement in order to be up on the Shrine of Female Listeners. It's uh, not a beauty contest, just something for the lady listeners so we can show uh, the world that talk radio is more than just a a male-dominated kind of listening uh, occasion. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, learn how to uh, to get on the Shrine, and enjoy it. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, so the big weekend here in Keene, New Hampshire, the uh, point of origination for this radio program, lots of activists and regular folks turning out for a big party in uh, without permits and lots of open civil disobedience, absolute blast. Later... A couple dozen, few dozen actually, activists came out to the jail, but only about a dozen or so, about 15 people made the the circuit around the jail. We walked around the jail and actually found the person we were looking for. We found Russell Canning, one of the activists that was actually being held in the jail, and uh, we were waving at him, and uh, we were brightening these people's days because we were waving at all of the uh, the people that were in the jail, and 99% of them were very receptive. There was one guy in a basketball court and the way that the prison is built, uh, you you can't actually see into the basketball court. So the old the old jails from the seventies, you could actually go outside to play basketball, and there's like some workout equipment that was outside. This new jail, there's no outside. What they do is they put you in a little room that's big enough for a basketball area. So it's a little exercise room basically with a garage door that's probably fifteen feet high, and the garage door opens up. And you can see sort of up at the sky, but you couldn't actually, you're not technically outside. There's still a roof over your head. Hmm. So you can get, they, it allows fresh air in. Theoretically, if the sun were in the right place, maybe some sunlight could get in. But they likely built the building, so that will never happen. Maybe. There's different pods in different places, so it all it would all depend. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that's a pretty crappy part about this jail. Anyway, so there's one guy in the basketball court. You can hear him playing uh, ball. And so we were yelling things you know, through the megaphone, you know, peaceful prisoners or free all peaceful prisoners. And he did not appreciate us being there. He said something nasty. But otherwise, everybody was waving, giving peace signs, thumbs up, smiling. It was a really positive experience. And of course, the jailers don't like that very much. They don't like the disturbance, the disruption. The uh, increase the- in morale. No, in fact, what ha- right, there's that too. Uh, but what happened back at the old jail when people would, every time we were there, we'd circle the jail with signs and, you know, the bullhorn and everything. Uh, many times they would lock down the prisoners. So to prevent them from seeing what was going on. In this case, they certainly were not there is no down. There is no lockdown in this new jail. It's well, not designed for it. Well, what they could do is they could force them all out of their cells and they could have them sit in the middle of the room and tell them if they get up. That they're not going to get their dessert or something like that. You know that they would be there would be some punishment. They go to segregation uh, if they if they didn't do as they were told. So there are some ways they could probably control them. But nonetheless, every everybody that was in their cells at that time saw us, and it was a great occasion. So as we're coming around the side of the building on our second circle around with about fifteen people, that's when about the entire 
Keene New Hampshire Police Force was there. At least whoever was on duty, they called in the nearby towns as well, uh, a couple nearby towns. So they had as many cops from the area as they could possibly muster. There was one or two. Uh, there's, I think there were uh, some, some uh, stadies. Was there more well. than at karaoke the other night? Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of cops. There were as many cops as there were activists. And that's usually a bad sign. Yeah. Because uh, if you can outnumber them, they feel neutered and they, you know, they just they can't handle too many people. In this case, what had happened was some people weren't ready to get arrested. And that's fine. You know, it's not right for everybody. Totally understand that. Uh, but if we had had twice as many people would have changed how things went, I think. Well, nobody had the expectation this was going to happen. I mean, oh, I did. Absolutely. There are no trespassing signs up everywhere. So the reason they put the no trespassing signs up, a whole bunch of them, is because, well, they knew that we would walk around the jail. They knew that uh, that's what we did at the old jail, and so they figured they'd make it real clear that, hey, we don't want you here anymore. And so they put up all these no trespassing signs. And, so these uh, signs weren't surrounding the entire complex. They were just on the way in. Where... On the way in, you see them multiple, multiple times. Hmm. Of course, the strange thing is it says no trespassing, but then when you get in, there's a public parking area. So the signs are a little contradictory. But the signs say that you have to leave when asked. That's all. That's true. But they could still probably get you with a violation, uh, not a misdemeanor. Anyway, so we're coming around the side of the building. They've got... How eh, could they if there's a sign? You aren't trespassing unless you've been asked to leave. I tend to agree with what you're saying, Mark, but you know how they are. That's your interpretation, and their interpretation will be different. So... They bring out all the cops they possibly can. By this time, we're back in the parking lot. So we've crossed by the police as they're getting out of their cars. We're back in the parking lot trying to figure out what to do uh, at this point. The cops start walking. We probably could have skedaddled, but they might have been able to block us in. Who knows? But we didn't. We stood our ground. The cops came up, and they said, you're all under arrest for trespassing. few folks had just arrived at that point. They were just essentially getting out of their car and walking up to us. I heard a port 411 where I heard people in the background saying, we just came to pick someone up. Yeah. They were getting arrested anyway. They, they were basically arrested because they were with us. Uh, and that's that's what happened. So they arrested 12 people. Lauren Canario, one of the super activists up here, uh, was one of the arrestees. Now, there were warrants out for her arrest. So she was the only one who ended up not being released last night. They held her and they transported her to another jail uh, in a different city on a so-called disorderly conduct warrant. And that was from... Weeks ago, during the Liberty Forum, where she was uh, standing in the road and the cops told her to leave and, and she didn't, basically. And there were a group of people that were hunted down because they did something She wasn't similar. in the middle of the road. She was to the side of the road uh, asking some police officers some questions. Yeah, about standing very, very proudly, which is not cool on their mind. Yep. So they came after. They got her. She didn't cooperate. They had to carry her out. Most of the uh, everybody else was pretty cooperative as far as... You know, um, being the quarry, if you will, we we went along with it, and uh, they put us in the jail after searching everybody, and they they bring everybody into the garage, this uh, Sally Port area, and there's just cops everywhere and COs everywhere, and of course we're all totally peaceful, and there's this one cop who's he's being relatively nice, but as soon as he started to tell me to do something when I was first being arrested, I said to him essentially, I'll be I'll be happy to do what you're asking me, just say please. Just say, you know, just say please. And so I got him to say please most of the time. But I think at one point it got it got to him and he wanted to assert his authority on me. So he wanted me to turn turn around at one point and he hadn't said please yet. So I looked him, you know, I'm looking him straight in the eye. Well, say please. And he just shoves me around, just grabs me by the shoulders and turns me around as, you know, forcibly as uh, as he can. But otherwise, it was a fairly uneventful. uh, They were 
a lot of people weren't even handcuffed. I was handcuffed. Many people were not handcuffed. So it was fairly low key. Did they put you in a holding cell or something? They did. They brought everybody in. They put the ladies in their own cell. There were three ladies uh, that were arrested and uh, nine males. And they put us all in cells. And at at one point, uh, Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com, He's got his cell phone with him still because they, for whatever reason, they're so inconsistent uh, in in how they do their thing. These these government bureaucrats, they're, they're just you cannot predict. Well, they're individuals. This is true. Uh, so I mean, but you would think they have a certain protocol to follow. Well, they're not necessarily doing it. <laughs> they're not following it. Whatever it is, because they didn't uh, empty out Dale's pockets, so he still has his phone on him. And he makes a call before we even made it in there. He was the first person in the cell. He's he's made a call by then. Then we're uh he's in the cell with three of us, including me. Uh, so it's four of us total. Excuse me, four four, four total in that cell. And uh, he, we hear singing coming from the other cell because one of the guys that is up here, this kind of senior activist, if you will. I don't know if I should call him that, but he's experienced. He's been around for a while, and uh, he's a really great activist and really creative. Uh, he's quite the wordsmith. He's a writer by by uh, by trade, basically. He edits things for a living, and he's a, a great song uh, songwriter. And so he was singing, and I think it's an original song that he wrote, and and he's been singing at uh, different places, and we've been singing it with him, and. So I hear the song strike up from the other cell, and all of us in our cell join in, and the ladies apparently were singing as well. We had the entire holding area singing freedom songs. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. And the audio, by the way, is on freekeen.com right now. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. And you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. A lot of features there. If you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do that for as little as 3 bucks a month. It's money that we reinvest directly into the program to get it out to more ears on both the internet and the radio and it makes a big difference for us. Your 3 bucks is a big deal for us. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get access to perks like the amp only call-in lines, the amp only forum, uh the amp only podcast which is commercial free and more. Go get the details, get signed up, PayPal, any major credit card, other options. All at amp.freetalklive.com. For those of you who've been uh, listening for the past few weeks, you know that I've been talking about this product called the Baby Reading Kit. That you can find, you can get it at uh, babyreadingkit.com, and it, it it purports to teach your child to read, uh, to start teaching them as as young as uh, three months old. Obviously, three months old, they can't speak, so it's going to take them a little while, but. Something weird happened today with Jack, and uh, if you've had children, you know that it's true that everything looks like a mistake the first time. But he pointed directly at the word on in one of his books and said, on. Hmm. So 
I don't know if Jack has learned how to read the word on um, because of Baby Reading Kit at babyreadingkit.com, but that's what it looked like to daddy today. So if you want to teach your, if you want your child to have this kind of head start, go to babyreadingkit.com. It's a product that I am thoroughly amazed by because I have seen dramatic changes in my child in the last few weeks. Babyreadingkit.com. All right, we're going to continue here. We'll take your phone calls. Just want to quickly wrap up the story about what happened yesterday with with uh, a lot of arrests, record-setting uh, arrests here in New Hampshire. Some people were even asking the question, is this the, the largest amount of arrests that they've had simultaneously in New Hampshire, period, You know, in the history of the so-called state of New Hampshire? How many times have arrests, simultaneous arrests, of uh, this many people, a dozen people, 12 people arrested, uh, all at the same time for so-called criminal trespass, uh, Rich Paul, one of the uh, the head folks uh, with the 420 celebrations, was also charged with uh, cannabis possession. Cause he, I think he had a couple of uh, bags of pot with him. But everybody ended up getting turned out, uh, except for Lauren. She was transferred elsewhere. And so we got out. We went out. We had a uh, had a party afterwards, pizza, and you know, had a good old time. Uh, but it was uh, it was an, it was a wonderful experience. I think having that many people arrested together, nobody was scared. Everybody was happy. There was singing in the jail. The singing was just it was incredible to me. In a lot of cases, the guy that uh, Richard, the guy that, and he's one of the bloggers at Freekeen dot com, but he's. He's always trying to get people to rope people into singing with him. It's not the easiest task because you know people are, they're, they're not really that interested in having their voices heard. It's kind of just kind of it's a shyness issue, I think, with uh, with some people. And he's got some uh, some great lyrics, but the, it, they his songs tend to be lyric intensive. And I think that many of the uh, the songs throughout civil disobedience type uh, you know movements in the past have been easy ones. You know, there's not a lot of lyrics to them. They just kind of repeat it. And he's gotten some of those. I mean, he's definitely has some of those now. Cool. Um, and so this time it was not hard for him to uh, to rope people in. It just seemed to be the right thing to do at that time. People just singing. All 12 people, from what I could tell, or at least most of them, were just – it was echoing through the uh, the entire hearing area. And, of course, there's cops just milling about out there, you know, doing their paperwork, talking to one another because uh, they were – you know, they just had a big victory, right? They just arrested a dozen free staters. Or, of course, they're mm-hmm. not all free staters. They're liberty activists because there was a couple folks that were uh, – essentially, they've been longtime Keniacs uh, that, uh, that were out there with us. And so just liberty activists. They got – they won. They got a dozen liberty activists. Except they're not going to win long term. Right. This was the stupidest, stupidest move they could have made. I mean, I, you know, looking from the outside, I'm not saying I'm one of the outsides of the system activists going out there, marching around the jail seven times to see if it falls for seven days is not, um, you know, something I'm interested in doing. However, I do know what's going to happen. Having uh, watched this whole thing, you'd think that uh, the, the cops would be uh, you know, tuned in to what's going to go on here. The fact is. You have just smacked the beehive. You have just given these people exactly what they want. Here's another opportunity to go get themselves arrested for liberty, and they're going to come out every single day and circle your jail until you stop. Not not just stop for one day, but stop for several weeks in a row. They're going to come out and circle your jail until they get arrested. And this is after they'd they'd done what I figure is possibly the best possible thing the KPD could do uh, for like the last six months is ignore us. And... Yeah, they haven't made that, an that arrest. That had to have been working out for them. There was no more Keen Sentinel, you know, articles. There was mm-hmm. no more publicity about us. So I don't see how walking around a jail, a practice that, you know, we've been doing for long before I even got here, um, 
Yeah, it, I don't know who made do? that call. It doesn't make sense to me. It, you it's know, they, they can make the claim that it, it gets the prisoners riled up, and I don't doubt that it gets the prisoners to some level of a you know excited excitement. No doubt. <laughs> who no cares? Doubt. But <laughs> you know, they're in cages. <laughs> they, uh, it. But there's nothing that nothing that can be done about it. this was a silly move on their part. And um, to be fair, though, I don't think anyone went back today. So who unless knows they're willing, but I know that I know the people in the liberty movement. I know what's going to happen here. This is it's just a prediction. It's going to happen again. Whether it's tomorrow is right. another question. It doesn't need to happen daily. Right. Right. And and it, when it happens again, hopefully it'll happen with twice as many people. So that'll give the cops something uh, to think about us, you know, give them a second thought basically about doing something silly like this. Because now what they've done is they've created 12 new cases. They've created 12 trespassing cases that are now in the system. Uh, everybody's got it at the same arraignment date. So all 12 people are going to go to, you know, and, and all their friends are going to show up. All the liberty activists that can possibly make it are going to show up to support 12 other liberty activists. And uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be just an incredible event. Then I think almost everybody, probably all 100 percent of them will take it to trial. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't. So you then have to schedule 12 separate trials uh, for each one of these people on this this bogus trespassing charge, which, as we pointed out, their own signs say they need to war- to uh, warn you and order you to leave before they can uh, get you with this. So it's like, you know, as usual, they don't even have a case from within their system. Yeah, they're going to have to somehow prove that them telling one person uh, puts everyone <laughs> on the hook. And that's, I don't they know how you do can that. do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and they, but they definitely do have that collectivist mindset. Like one of the cops, uh, the guy that was arresting me was was chastising me because the night before there was a fight uh, during karaoke, and it wasn't a real fight. It was uh, one punch. Uh, some drunk a hole in the bar punched. One this of the is activists. great drama, and I think we should tell this whole story. Uh, well, we'll have to make a note because we got people waiting. Well, I think but, we should get Riley on the uh, on the show to tell him this story. Riley, I'm sorry. R- Riley here. from uh, Corey Sizzlemore's podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to him later. Anyways, I don't. I don't want to get too far off the uh, the track. Um, let's let's actually go to some phone calls. We'll talk about what happened with the bar a little bit later on here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It was just such such a darn busy weekend. We can spend the rest of the show talking about this. There's so much going on here. Anyway, you can learn more about uh, some of the things that are happening by going to freekeen.com. There's a video of people getting arrested yesterday. There's audio of the phone calls from the jail cell. That's there. Uh, there's a, a lengthy description of what happened all at freekeen.com. Let's go to your phone calls and talk first to David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi. I heard someone speaking about it on the radio this morning, and um, he did a really good – I really think he argued y'all's case really well. Oh, cool. He, he mentioned that uh, – which, you know, there was a lot of people who were, were, were not – in favor. Sure. Once you say free stater, (laughs) once you say free stater, there's they're villains to some people. Yep. Uh, But he was mentioning that that's tax paid for um, property. Therefore, and therefore it's like citizen. Oh, well, I guess you all don't think of citizens, but it's the, it's, I paid for it is what you're saying. Exactly. It's pretty outrageous. And, and, and here's a kicker for you, David. They actually said, and it's in one of the Pork 411s, uh, there was like 10 of them, I didn't post them all, uh, but in one of the Pork 411s that went out, these activist messages, there was a recording of an activist and a cop talking, and the cop actually says, this is private property. Right. <laughs> Loud and clear. Yep. I'm sorry, no, it, it's not private property. Yeah, it's like, it sounds like a government encroachment on so many different levels. 
Thrilling. Well, I'm glad to hear that this was being discussed uh, in the the morning local talk radio because I didn't actually get to hear that happen. Uh, David, yeah, I... any other thoughts for us tonight? No, just right on. Keep going, guys. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Cool. Hey, don't Come have anything on. else better to do. 1-800-259-9231. That the truth? That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's why I came here. And, and I, I love how this is turning out. There's so much activism happening. We just had a record-setting uh, cannabis celebration this past week up in Concord where, again, the cops did the right thing. At this one, they left people alone. And, uh, you know, the pot people came out, smoked some pot, played some bongo drums, danced, had a little fun, and went home. Got bored, yeah. And the same thing would have happened at the jail if they had just let people alone. We would have toured around the jail once, twice, and then gone home. But, no, they wanted to make some arrests. And so now they've created 12 new cases that uh, are going to have to go through their system. And Considering they're already taking, you know, uh, unpaid furloughs, I think this is a wonderful development. Oh, absolutely. The court system is so loaded up with uh, stuff right now. This is... Who knows how long it's going to be before they actually get to these trials. It's going to be close to a year. You have a parking ticket trial, Mark, that's it's out in June. Eight months. You got the ticket last year. In November. I've got a ticket, uh, parking ticket this week, and a uh, parking ticket trial, and I got that ticket, I think, back in December. More coming up. You can bring up anything. Hour number two is on the way. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. into the second hour of the program. We are here to start up another week of fun and excitement to take your calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free. Uh, they're uh, all there for you, so enjoy them on us, including archives going back to the beginning of 2009 over at freetalklive.com, all free. So we're going to uh, take your phone calls about whatever you want. This past weekend, for those of you just tuning in, was tremendously uh, successful from an activist perspective. Of course, we're talking about the activism, uh, liberty activism going on up here in New Hampshire. Just such an exciting time. Uh, people being arrested in mass here, civil disobedience happening everywhere, for the most part being ignored. Uh, later on, a dozen people were arrested at the jail uh, here for walking around the jail, basically. So even though people were out smoking and drinking and uh, partying and gambling in, in public, 
in the middle earlier. of downtown. Yeah, earlier and playing music and without a permit and selling food without a permit and gathering without a permit. It was just great. Later, they arrested a dozen people. But apparently not everybody is in agreement with uh, these particular things in the Liberty Movement. I think Dennis is with us in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Dennis. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? So, I've, I've heard it said somewhere that every movement or every you know group has a narrative, that there is a narrative underlining and defining the group. And I really feel like the narrative that propels yourself in and many of the people that are joining you with civil disobedience is radically different, is almost 90 degrees from the narrative of many of us who moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, really, um, before the meme that you project now took hold. To what? In other words, the... You sort of have a, a meme, if you will, that involves basically getting arrested. You describe getting arrested as a success. Absolutely, it was and a success. They've, they've got 12, uh, 12 cases now to clog up their court system ever more so than before. And that's going so, to do nothing more than bring more people to this area. The video footage, people talking about it, the word getting out around the liberty activist community around, this, uh, around the country is going to bring more activists to this area who are ready to stand up for freedom and say, no, I'm not going to obey anymore. Okay, so that kind of narrative, which I find very confrontational and uh, involves basically, you know, uh, maybe going to jail, is not the kind of narrative I think that I would have been inspired that would have drawn me to join the Free State Project. Sure, sure. There's going to be different things that draw different people. But, yeah, the kind of people that are very successful in life, that have managed to acquire careers, Mm -hmm. that make a lot of money, that have families, that have responsibilities, that are... These are not the kind of people who are going to hear, wow, I could get arrested and think that's what I want to join. I no, I don't think a lot of people are going to feel that way. I think you're talking about the uh, the people that are out on a, a very kind of bleeding or leading edge uh, that are willing to take a certain level of risk, and you're right. So oh, people yeah, with things like... Those of, us, those of us who have responsibilities, jobs, lives, families, and careers... Well, I have responsibilities. You're way ahead. You're, you're on the bleeding edge. We're all way behind back here. You're way, you're way ahead of us. Well, no, what I'm talking about is, is, is an edge of, uh, of, of risk that uh, most people aren't willing to take. And that's okay. It's not for everybody. But we do know that there are people that are coming here that are families uh, that are moving here. And they're excited about what's going on because they know they can come in and be a support role. They know they can come in and they can give money to cdevolution.org as uh, money has been pouring in from, uh, from, uh, for Curtis's fund. You can go to cdevolution.org. What's it up to right now, Curtis? Last time I looked over two grand. Uh, somewhere around 2300 right 2300 now. That's over 30% of the way toward the goal of 7000 uh, And, I, you and can, I know there's some uh, people who've donated uh, listening so i'd like to thank them right now well what i wanted to point out about the uh, the fund or what you're specifically uh raising money for you and you were arrested for passing a joint allegedly to a cop uh you're being charged with a felony charge of marijuana district or cannabis distribution and you're gonna tr- you're willing to fight this you're willing to go and go th- go not guilty and take it to trial and all a trial and all that but what's most interesting is i mean to what dennis was saying about the families not being attracted by this who helped you out raising the the money uh pr- Prospective couple who uh, are currently in Germany. Couple with um, kids. Family. Yeah, yeah, a family. What um, about Michelle Seven? Doesn't she have a she's family? She's got a family too, yeah. Okay, the so. The two of them are out of state. What was their of offer country? to you, Curtis? What, was, what did they do for you? 
they both offered to um, match uh, donations up to a total of $500 over a set period of time. And the set period of time was way it's in over. excess of what was needed. It only took three days. And, yeah, so uh, basically you tripled your donations. They allowed you to, to triple your donation. Exactly. And it got it, 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 it encouraged uh, all the other people that, that raised the $500 to donate. I don't think... Uh, the the the, the uh, fundraising was kind of stalled at that point. So so Dennis, I mean, there you go. Uh, so clearly, this is a movement that does attract families, just maybe not the families you're thinking of. And at the same time, yeah, the ones that, that ones that really have a lot of responsibility and really don't see a lot of value in being imprisoned. Look, the, but, the fact that you found well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That you, you don't get you don't get thrown in prison. For, wait a minute, Dennis, you don't get thrown in prison for helping somebody who's doing civil disobedience. These aren't families that are doing civil disobedience. My point of explaining all that about how they're they're tripling the money that's being donated to support Curtis is that they're in a support role. They're here to help out as much as they can in the role that they're in, not go out and do the disobedience themselves. And at the same time, you say that these these folks don't see the value in getting arrested when before they come to New Hampshire, but that changes a lot of times after you come to New Hampshire. Hampshire. Uh, the state oh, is not that scary, so and people realize it's nothing arrested. to be worried about, and they I say, hey. I want to go to New Hampshire and enjoy getting arrested. Is that what you're telling me? You get here, and then you'll love getting arrested. Look, I think this goes back to the narrative that I was talking about. Your narrative involves something like a civil rights kind of a thing where it's going to be us versus them, and we're going to overwhelm their system, and that's not the Free State Project I joined. That's not the Free State Project I want. We're not representing the Free State Project. I only represent myself, and I'm not here to reform the system from within. I'm here to take part in the emergence of the voluntary society, and I do not believe that's the goal of the Free State Project. So, The Free State Project, I hear a little bitterness in your voice. Let him, Dennis. I feel like you guys are stealing the narrative. We're subverting the narrative. Yes. I, I I don't disagree, Dennis. Sour grapes, much? I don't disagree, Dennis. I think that uh, I think to some extent that uh, that Free Talk Live is a big podium, and um, that uh, you know clearly civil disobedience it it just gets better news than politics does. I mean that's just the long and the short of it. What's that? Look, the narrative that I'm involved that I want to be involved in is one where you're part of a community where you're you have good relations with your neighbors. You uh, Dennis, didn't out. you hear the part about Free Keen Fest? Oh, now you're going to tell me that there are free staters that deal, or there are natives that love you. That's fantastic. Yeah, it so is true. Your, your first interaction with many of the people that you encounter because you're protesting is a very negative one or a very confrontational one. You don't start out, or you haven't, from what I can tell, from your narrative, from what I'm hearing in your show. It hasn't been a story of, wow, we came here and got involved with some, you know, community groups and got in part of the community, and then, after you're accepted in the community, started talking about, well, what do you think politically, or what do you think morally, and get these mm-hmm. ideas out So, there Dennis, the basically what you're saying is the uh, Free Keen Fest with hundreds of participants, mostly of those hundreds were regular Keeniacs, the uh, supermajority of them, uh, you're saying that uh, that's clear evidence that we have just absolutely poisoned the well, and that everybody's upset with us. I am definitely saying that you are not winning hearts and minds in the community. I think you... you it's, it's poppycock, Dennis. Yeah. It's nonsense. You don't live here, man. Well, <laughs> Dennis, I think you've pointed this out in the past. I'm not a appreciator to that living in Well, Dennis, uh, I think you've pointed out accurately that uh, that the, the Keen specifically is the is the black heart of the socialist soul in, uh, in New Hampshire. And that... Oh, 
that there's honestly nothing that the, the, the political types that were running as Republicans or whatever uh, for the Free State Project that we're going to be able to do here in Keene anyway. So the Keene, so Keene kind of deserves its uh, its outside the system activists. Now, oh, I like am... Sergeant Maxfield, you're fighting them over there, so we don't have to fight them over here. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I, I kind of like that. It, it, that makes sense to me. It It's spreading to Manchester and stuff. That doesn't make as much sense to me. It seems like if we want to make it work, make it work in one place. Let's show from the crucible that it, that it does. Dennis is frustrated. If you want to hang on, Dennis, we'll let you come back here because uh, I want to make sure you have time to uh, squeeze your sour grapes on the air. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. He says it's not the Free State Project he joined. Let's talk about that here in a moment. So you can bring up anything as well. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's in with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages. You can go and edit virtually anything you see at wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. Take the StartPage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. And every search result has a little proxy link underneath it that you can use to search even the webs- the, the results uh, in private. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. They have a little feature there where you can make it the the, the search thing in, in the upper right-hand corner of your browser. It's great. Startpage.com. All right. So we've been talking uh, throughout most of the show tonight. And, of course, we're still willing to take your calls about anything. But the, uh, the controversy has heated up again in this particular case between activism styles. Uh, we've been talking about some of the civil disobedience activism that happened here over the weekend uh, in the Keene, New Hampshire area where a dozen activists were arrested. In many other cases, the civil disobedience was completely ignored. And uh, Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, uh, NH Liberty Alliance, or NHLiberty.org. He a very active activist by anyone's Very stage. active, uh, very inside the system. Dennis is with us here tonight to air his grievances. Uh, he uh, sounds a little upset, a little irate. Dennis, are you still there? Oh, yeah. Now, Dennis, come on. I've been fair to you, man. I've, I've always been. I've always liked you as a person, and I've never complained about well, what Dennis is doing is ruining it for the rest of us, or what Dennis is doing is the uh, the wrong uh, wrong approach. I I agree that there should be multiple approaches, and I've always been more than happy to promote what you guys do over at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. I honestly think that what you guys do there, from as far as a within the system sort of thing, is uh, is an incredible amount of activism, and I've done nothing but uh, you know lavish uh, praise on the organization for a long time on this program i don't i just don't i i feel like you're you're being pretty harsh here dude well look you know we got to start off with a we're on the same side we want the same things we're going to the same goal right and i do describe myself as an anarchist and that's largely because you know of, of your gentle prodding on the radio you know so we have to take things from that standpoint 
Um, you know, what I'm really talking about, as I say, is, is the narrative difference. Is this is not so much that you're doing it. Well, yeah, that you are doing it wrong. But that's like you know, oh well, he's doing it wrong. But I really do think that you know, no matter how you no matter how you put it, the the message that is portrayed to people who hear this show is that come to New Hampshire and we're going to hold hands and sing songs while we're in prison, and that's going to be like the definition of success. And that is so radically different from what, frankly, I believe is the majority of people who at this point have moved as part of the Free State Project and what we, we envision this project is being about. I think Curtis had a I, question. I oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Curtis had a question for you. Dennis, um, you know, if it's okay for you to, to come and talk to us and say that we're, you know, uh, quote-unquote poisoning the well, we're doing it wrong, um, and then you go and claim that you are an anarchist. Is it not fair for me to say, hey, I'm an anarchist and you're doing it wrong, and you're giving anarchists a bad name by begging politicians for your freedom? You can view it that way. Can I do it as often as you Absolutely. do it? <laughs> sure. Dun, dun. And by well, the that's way, just I it, Dennis. Just, we don't like do that. We don't, we don't attack uh, like that. We, don't go, uh, we yeah, talk about do. the civil you disobedience. How many, how many people have been kicked off of the various forums where the, where the CD people go? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Who's who, who did that? The really the, hold on a second. The the Free Keen Forum, where a lot of the activism is organized and a lot of the socializing within this group happens, the group of activists that lives out this way, has never banned anybody for politics on our forum. There's a there's an area about inside the system activism. So you're talking about some other forum run by some other people that I don't you know that's not part of what we're doing here. So what are you talking about? Sure. Well, I, I do want to say, by the way, that I really appreciate that Kurt is, it sounds like, doing things the right way with respect to the, the trumped-up, stupid BS charge that they, that they put on him um, in terms of taking it to court. And it sounds like he may be doing it what I feel is the right way by, you know, trying to take a reasonable um, legal you know, defense of himself. It probably won't work, but it's worth doing. Okay, but he did start Let's... that by doing civil disobedience in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, it's not how I would have, you know, set this out. You know, when I when I look at civil disobedience... Would you rather the civil disobedience, disobedience stop, Dennis? Is bad. Let would me you, ask would you, you rather it stop? Would you rather it stop? If you could have your druthers, oh, would God, you... Oh, God, yes. Dennis, See, how, would, right. how would you get charged with... intelligently, frankly. I think you're not doing it intelligently. Dennis, how would you I get charged with uh, distribution or dispensing a controlled substance in order to challenge it in court if you wouldn't act and uh, do civil disobedience? Are you going to well, go be a drug dealer and get arrested? is that I think there's civil disobedience that can be done intelligently, and I've seen very few examples of that, but some. And I think it can be done unplanned, unintelligently, in a way that pushes people away from you, and I see a whole lot of that. And the great example of intelligent civil disobedience that I, that I always think of was Mike Fisher's awesome uh, illegal manicure. because it People was were upset at him for that! Person. People called it frivolous. Um, now, De- Dennis, I tend to agree largely with what you say, but I, I'm sitting here in the crucible. I have, I, because of my work, I have to live in the crucible of the <laughs> liberty, civil disobedience as somebody who, you know, is somewhat you ambivalent. You spot somewhere it. else if you wanted to, Mark. You don't have to live here. Right. Uh, I'll take your checks. Right, thanks. <laughs> the, um, but, you know, that this is, so this is my life. So I've been exposed to it uh, on a more day-to-day basis. A lot of these people and are my friends. And a lot of the criticisms Dennis is making, you've made in the past. I've heard, you know, heard this before. So what I've come to is is kind of, you know, one of the critiques of the Free State Project originally, when it first started, you know, before we picked New Hampshire, was that it's going to be like herding cats. And it has been. You know, we've heard it a few, we've heard of hundreds of cats to New Hampshire, and some of those cats are off doing their own thing, and one of those cats happens to be a crazy guy with a radio show. And, um... 
you know, so it's it is the herding cats thing. And saying that you guys are doing it wrong is isn't going to be effective because it's not you guys. It's a bunch of individual people doing their individual activism and an individual supporting those individuals. Based you know, on- I, I, I say when I can that I, you know, I like this activism. I dislike that activism, you know, and and I try to critique it. But that's really all you can do because there's nothing we're going. These people the like the confrontation, this. Dennis. The market they like it demand. when you come out and say, well, I don't like what you're doing the market demands the activism that we're doing it is very confrontational and look there wasn't any shouting last night i was there when a dozen hold on dennis you say it's not very you say it is very confrontational i was there last night i was arrested with 11 other people and there was not a confrontational demeanor beyond the fact that the police wanted to arrest us it was very calm very cordial there wasn't any shouting or anything like that so I'm not sure. I mean, maybe you mean in some instances it has been confrontational. The, the whole idea of protesting. You, you start off by protesting, by going to the jail and sort of blasting things into the jail building. Not that that's not a good thing in some ways, but you have to admit Let me tell you, based on the thumbs ups, based on the thumbs ups, the, the, uh, the like smiles, <laughs> the waves. From, from the prisoners? They yeah. Surprised. The prisoners thought it was great. That's Absolutely they did. So, How many people in the town said, wow, I, I'm glad those police cleaned up that rabble, that, that crowd of rabble rousers. I don't care. I've got a point to make here. Dennis, is, isn't it so that some of the uh, the act, some of the the political activists disagree with what some of the other political activists con- uh, concentrate on, say, um, you know, oh, marijuana yeah. legalization or uh, gay marriage legalization and those kind of things? Look, it, it's more about what the show is projecting. We're talking about the show now? I thought we were talking yeah, about yeah, civil yeah. disobedience activism. What's yeah, going on here? It's the narrative. It's the narrative yeah. of what the FSB is. Narratives are for So write your own narrative and make it more popular. Good luck out there because uh, <laughs> politicians and politics just, you know, doesn't have the same pizzazz. There's really? more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where we give you the features for free. Features including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about and it's virtually unmoderated, so keep that in mind. bbs.freetalklive.com is where you want to go. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, critical thinking question. Why would something that is so good for us, like government education, need to be imposed on us by the use of force and funded with the use of force? Maybe something else is going on. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. As we continue, we take your phone calls about what you want. Bruce is on the line in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Bruce. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Curtis, uh, Ian, Mark. What's up, Bruce? What's I wanted to... Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about uh, yesterday you guys were speaking about the Constitution being printed on uh, hemp paper. Yes. I think it was Saturday, yeah. 
Yeah, okay, one of the days. I think I might have a correction on that. I went online and did a little, just a little bit of searching, and it seems that uh, most most of the consensus is that it's made on uh, parchment paper, not hemp paper. Weren't the oh, drafts done on hemp paper? And I think the Declaration that's, that, of Independence. That's exactly what hemp. I found. Right. Huh. Okay. Thanks so for the clarification. Draft. So it was written on also, it, but it, not the not the Constitution isn't written on it, but the Constitution was written on it. It's like it's a funny way of saying it, you know? Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Got it. Uh, also, I wanted to. To give you guys props for uh, on your position on illegal immigration, um, it just seems like a lot of people that are in the like sort of liberty mindset don't uh, aren't, aren't thinking that way as far as no, the illegal immigration. They right. do not. They want get it. freedom within the little line called the United States of America, yep. and uh, they don't really care about it anyplace else. And uh, if you're going to be any kind of you know what might what they might perceive as a detriment in some way, they want to keep you out. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, what, um, for me, the uh, illegal immigration thing was one of my last items that I kind of, one of the last items before I gave up on statism. Yes. So I was wondering, is that similar for you and uh, Mark and Ian and Curtis? Or, or it seems like to me that once you get that out of the way, there's almost nothing else left. Once you can believe that free people should be able to you know, travel freely, it seems to break down a lot of the other items, at least it did for me. That was one of the last borders that broke down in my mind as well, and um, I didn't actually uh, borders pinch. Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually uh, attack it directly head on. It was kind of a flanking maneuver. I accepted the philosophy of of true liberty, yep. and it just fell into place. That's how it happened for me. Uh, when I when I took the world's smallest political quiz from the Advocates for Self Government when I was a new libertarian years and years and years ago, uh, I passed with uh, or passed. There's. Anyway, if you go to quiz.freetalklive.com, yeah. you can take the quiz. But I got an 80, uh, 80 hundred or something like that. There was uh, one that I'd, I hadn't gotten uh, as, as libertarian, and I was looking at it, and it was the immigration question. It was an, actually an old version of the quiz. They don't have the immigration question on there for probably obvious reasons. Uh, it's, I think, a little cowardly on the advocate's part, but, hey, it's their quiz. So, anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I think it's a real strong subject, and uh, it's one I like to use. And if I can, I feel if I can get people on that one, then, uh, you know, maybe they'll wake up. So I'd, I'd like to, uh, you know, chime in here. I actually has always been pro-immigration. I am of the, and and it's because I've seen so many people, you know, being in prison as long as I was. I saw so many people who were arrested and put in who could barely speak English and. You know, they got railroaded through the system. And then I saw people, criminals that were there. We have our own criminals, people that are worse, uh, far worse than these uh, these people that are coming across the border for a better life. And I think that um, I think people should be uh, you know charged for the crimes they commit and they shouldn't be a, a crime for crossing a piece of land and and, uh, you know, trying to make a better life for themselves. And I just felt like we we get so much from immigration, so many good things and all the bad. Most of the bad stuff you get from immigration is stuff the government created in the the first place so the problem we have is a government problem not an immigration problem and i i've always felt that way bruce any other thoughts no that's about it thanks, thanks for the guys. call appreciate hearing from you uh you know mark when i at, at the time when i came across the liberty message i was not as knowledgeable about immigration at all so it really wasn't something i thought about it was just the borders were one of those things i took for granted right well this is the way things are there's the united states and they've got a border and we got to keep people out and keep you know, you'll let well i should in. say it differently uh, is what i felt i liked People, Hispanic people. So mm-hmm. um, this is how people make decisions generally. You know, they, they get some kind of impression somehow or another, and then they make their decision based on that. I liked Spanish-speaking Spanish people. I thought they should come in. That was really what my simple 
view was. Right. So for I had a similar experience as uh, as Curtis, where uh, you know I I came across the Liberty message and I got that I understood what it meant to not aggress against other people. That essentially the non-aggression principle, the idea of uh, one of the core concepts of liberty is that uh, you know you can live your life how you want as long as you don't harm somebody else. And so when I took that quiz for the first time and I did not get the liberty perspective on immigration, I thought, huh, well, clearly I'm wrong about this. So I uh, decided to be right about it and then just learn from there as to a little more about it, learned more about uh, freedom to travel. And, uh, and you know, and then obviously human beings are human beings and they should be able to go wherever it is they want as long as they have permission from the person that they're, you know, that they're going towards. I mean, if you obviously you can't come in my house unless I'm renting to you. But if I want to rent to somebody from Guatemala, I should be able to rent to somebody from Guatemala or hire somebody from Guatemala or wherever it is I, I can get uh, labor from. Or And I think so long as you support private property rights and you oppose entitlements and um, you're not xenophobic, you you got to be you, you got to support uh, a no limit to legal immigration or, or immigration period. Rather. Your only alternative is to support a police state. It's well, one of you cannot support anything in between. You either have a police state to keep immigrants out from a great uh, economy, or you just have a crappy economy and nobody wants well, to come here. I think that people can believe that you can engineer a superior economy by, uh, by, a by allowing in thing. the right amount of immigrants. And that may be true. It's a central it, planner wait, fantasy. Wait, 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 but it may be true that that is so. And it may what? be true. Well, wait a second. Let okay. me make a freaking point here, Go man. Ahead. God, did you have too much caffeine today? No. Um, and then, uh, secondly, it may be true that people that, that have you know some terrible diseases shouldn't be let in the country but then what you're presupposing is that you can let the government be in charge of these particular issues and that they're going to do an effective or good job really the most bunk the the most inefficient organization that we've ever seen or organization type because government's a type of organization a violent monopoly yeah you want to put that in charge of people moving here how about letting the free market decide, uh, you know, people decide based on what kind of wages they would get in a free market as to whether or not they wanted to want to move or not. Well, and right. That's the only way that can be decided. There is no limit- one man who could make those decisions because he will he'll miscalculate and he'll make mistakes. He can't. It, one man cannot or a group of men cannot calculate based on uh, any of the, the trillions of market signals out there. Only one the man would do can. a heck of a lot better than a group of men. <laughs> but but yeah, and, and, yes. and there's no way for it to happen. So um, and secondly, if you want to keep people that have diseases out that's just not going to work you're going to have this huge apparatus on all over the border in order to try to keep a few dozen people with diseases that we don't want moving yeah. into the united states that oh that's pretty inefficient thanks i'll trust the supposedly free medical system if we actually had a free market in uh, in medicine then what would be the big deal if people who were sick came here they'd get some help and it wouldn't be a problem it's absolutely true. Because people could give money to charity to help people out. And uh, as you say, Mark, the problem with immigration is a government problem where the government uses coerci- a coercive force on places like hospitals and individuals to force them to pay for things they might not otherwise want to pay for. All right, 800-259-9231. But yeah, it was, I think, the probably the last issue for me before actually embracing uh, true voluntarism. Or actually, there's a new term that uh, that I like that Jason Talley suggested from Free Agents, FR33 Agents. Dot com. He suggested evolutionary as opposed to voluntarist or anarchist or I'm an evolutionary anarcho capitalist. Why don't you just string together uh, like random vowels and uh, and and consonants and uh, like and change it every week so that people just have to keep on asking you what do you mean? I I like being asked what I mean because it means that <laughs> right. people don't have a preconceived notion. I'm a snurbelitzer. I think that evolutionary is the best <laughs> word that I think it's the best word that I've heard so far. I, 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 
I love Jason Talley, but I disagree. You disagree? What do you? What well, is your? Well, let's think. What if you had said to um, John Stossel, "Why don't you call yourself an evolutionary?" What would he have said to you? Well, Christians might have a problem with it at first blush. It's certainly wrapped up in that. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking that evolution is a nonstop process. So how can you say I'm an evolutionary? I, I just support change is all I support. All right. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Consensualist? I'm still looking for something better than voluntary. I like voluntary. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give you the features there for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live, we'll get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know them, the world's largest internet retailer with thousands and thousands of, I don't even know how many, millions maybe? They've got a lot of darn products. Twelve uh, categories, used items, even if you want to buy used, you can do that. Brand new items, you get free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. Not all, but a whole bunch. And you can go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get your shopping done. Also, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up. We're talking, we've been talking a lot tonight, and it's for good reason. The activism over the weekend here, up here in New Hampshire was stellar. It was noteworthy. It was outstanding. It was incredible. A lot of the detail about what happened is at freekeen.com. But you can actually come up here and meet uh, a lot of the, the people that you hear on this show. You can meet uh, Curtis. You can meet Dennis, the guy that was on the phone earlier in the hour. You can meet the people that are doing the politics up here. You can meet the people that are doing the civil disobedience. You'll also meet with other people that are considering making a move to New Hampshire during the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, you can go to Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com to learn more about the event. It's happening. Is it June 24th, uh, Curtis? Uh, I think the official date's the 23rd to the 26th. 20th, okay. Well, I think we're the 23rd th- is Wednesday, so you you could call it 24th. We'll have to uh, double check on but that here. Lots and lots of people are coming up on that Monday, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's so much fun that uh, people realize that, oh, wow, Wednesday from Wednesday through Sunday is simply not enough. I must somehow figure out a way to extend the joy. And they do. Okay, it's actually officially from the 24th through the 27th. That's a Thursday through a Sunday. And the, but the week before that, people show up early, and there's just it's just a long party in the woods, basically at a campground in northern New Hampshire, and it is a blast. I had a, an absolute blast last time, uh, Curtis. You were there. This time, you're actually involved in planning the event, and because uh, the, the planners of uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival are of the more say outside the system uh, mentality, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a different flavor uh, this time around. This this uh, pork fest will be the pork fest of the agorist. What does that mean for people that don't know? Uh, I'm sorry, agorist. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, uh, Okay, an agorist is someone who um, 
adheres to uh, Samuel Edward Conk in the third's uh, philosophy of ag- agorism, uh, which is basically a conscious uh, participation in the counter economy as a means of uh, revolution, nonviolent revolution. The counter economy being anything that is not legal. Anything that's not staying sanctioned. And since we're a moral people up here, we do make a distinction between immoral and moral uh, prohibited or regulated items. So, I mean, uh, because I say I support uh, the agora, the free market, doesn't mean that I'm um, into the sex trade or something or the slave trade or anything like that. We, we are still a moral people. Um, but so it's, people be selling silver, people be selling tattoos, people be selling... Uh, baklava. Yeah, that's t-shirts. right. T-shirts. All kinds of food. Um, Lots of different food will be on sale. State-free wedding ceremonies. That's, That's what awesome. I'm really excited about. That's uh, kind of neat. Yeah. We're going to hopefully that, have that's a gonna be weddings. a, a for-pay thing, though, right? That's just going to be something that happens. Just to cover costs. Uh, I mean, I don't think she's going to be um, – there's actually uh, two uh, sovereign ministers willing to, oh, cool. to marry some people. Um, so it's going to be a huge uh, event. There's a lot going on. There's gun shoes. There's tours around the state. Uh, a lot of socializing, campfires, hanging out, after-hours parties. I mean, the whole thing is just a long party, basically. And this one's looking really great for self-organization, too. Um, maybe I can't really say because I wasn't involved in the planning last year, but it, it seems to me that um, the, all the excitement that's been going on has encouraged people to say – Hey, I got a great idea. And as opposed to, to to going and telling someone that and saying, do you think my idea is great? They're just trusting in themselves and creating a, a Facebook event for their idea and sending out invites. And um, and it's happening more and more now as more and more people are seeing these these events that are completely non-centralized becoming popular saying, hey, I have a good idea. Let me make an event. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things that you'll see in this movement a lot is that the activists, liberty activists, are doers. Uh, they're they're gonna if they're if they're not satisfied with what they see as the official uh, agenda for the event, if you will, they will just start their own thing. And in fact, there's another event that goes on uh, concurrently with the Porcupine Freedom Festival called the Alternatives Expo. They, it also happens at the Liberty Forum, which is the other yearly event that the Free State Project has up here. And it's a group of people that decided they wanted to put together their own track of speakers and presentations and things like that. And uh, and here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it goes out even beyond that with just people deciding to offer a product or a service or something like that. Uh, last year, one of the uh, the ladies uh, d- decided to cook breakfast in a bikini. And you know, I was there for that, man. And Rock I'll be and showing roll up and a girl in a, a bikini and, and uh, you know home-cooked meal. It's great. I'll be showing up early for uh, Dale's pancakes. That's something I missed out on last year that I don't want to miss out on this year. So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of getting to know people, people who in many cases, if you're going to make the move to New Hampshire, will be uh, friends for life. They'll, they'll be friends and associates that you will know for a long time. If you're, if you're on the fence as far as moving to New Hampshire and you're planning on coming to Porkfest as your first visit to the state, I cannot urge you strongly enough to get your affairs in order before you come to New Hampshire because in so case, many people decide to stay. It's yeah, They don't want to leave. Even, even when they're warned, like I'm doing to you right now. They still say, oh, no, it's not going to be like that. And they're still amazed at what they encounter when they come up to, and, sit and meet the community. It's a great group of people, and you can't really say enough about them. So we'll stop. 800-259-9231. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com to get registered. Quick, what's the registration fee? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, right now, early bird registration is only $20. Um, That's I a believe- lot cheaper than uh, the, the Liberty Forum. That's like a tenth of the price. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a much much cheaper than Liberty Forum, but it's a completely different animal. Um, there's it's not camping. the overhead yeah. that is involved with renting a posh hotel. By the way, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live as we have in the past few years, so it's uh, it's going to so be. So, what day are we going to start? 
whenever we get a chance to get up there and get our stuff set up. So does that mean really, Wednesday, Monday? We haven't really nailed all that down. We'll have, to talk about, we'll have to talk to Jason from SACL CAI because he's usually the person that makes those It is a lot of us. fun. Uh, so, yeah, 800-259-9231. We go to AB or Abel, one or the other, in New Hampshire. Who is this? Abel. Abel, you're on the air. Howdy. It's on your mind. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was uh, at Keen Freedom Fest. I was uh, in the uh, Shire Agorist tent there. I uh, had a, a laptop for sale and some... Uh, uh, Abel Freeman. Yeah, there you go. Sa- sacred... Uh, Sacred uh, non-aggression principle books actually sold some, which I was very happy about. Great. Uh, uh, anyway, so what's uh, up? I, afterward, uh, had some dinner across the street and finished that up. We had our Shire Gorse meeting over there, and uh, we went to the coffee shop uh, just right next to the theater down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was open carrying that day, and I continued to do so. Uh, into the evening and went to the coffee shop um, and sitting there drinking a, a smoothie and uh, the owner of the coffee shop came up to me and uh, posed a question to me, hmm. you know, with a premise. And the premise was uh, that, you know, and, and I have no reason to doubt him, but he said that people came in and have seen open carriers in his store and have, uh, you know, relayed to him that they were uncomfortable. Sure. You're talking about basically it's kind of a hippie coffee shop. Uh, as I understand, it's the place where it's like the U.S. Census Bureau's stop and go where you can stop in and get uh, census paperwork or something like that. Uh, so I, I had no idea about that. I don't I know. If, maybe we're not thinking of the same place. But anyway, go ahead yeah, with your story. It's right next to the theater. It's yep. a, you know, a yep. block down from uh, Margarita's. Yep, just go ahead with the story. And uh, anyway, so I, you know, I, I really, the whole he said to me, the question was, uh, how should I handle this? Hmm. You know, here I am with a gun, and there they are with, you know, their uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked, first off, I said, oh, are there any of those people in here right now? And he said, no. And I said, well, you know, one option you could have is, uh, you know, if somebody does come in and complains, I'd be glad to, you know, assuage their complaints by having a short uh, talk with them so they know I'm not a crazy man. <laughs> In any case, I, uh, uh, you know, but, but, but part of the problem was is that I, I suspected, you know, a little less than genuine openness on his part, and I may have been wrong, but I mean, I, you know, I... I he didn't that, ask you, know, you to leave? Able? No, he never. I said, so do you want me to leave? He said, no. He says, you know, and he says, I just wanted an answer to the question. And I just, yeah, you know. The, I think the it was problem, a fair approach and a fair question. That's think, a tough situation well, to be in. in. In the sense that he is, you know, I, I think that, uh, can, can you hold me over? I, I've got a lot to say about this. And yeah, I'm, I'm and sure I, you do. Hang on. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything here at 800-259-9231. It's a tough place to be in for a business owner, especially somebody who's running a hippie coffee uh, coffee shop when a lot of his customers may not feel comfortable having op- guns being carried openly. So I think it's fair of him to ask, well, what would you suggest I do if you were in my role?
What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, inviting you to bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it is Ian with you. And Curtis. Emma. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Let's continue here taking your phone calls about whatever you want, and if we get a chance, we'll tell you about Pirate Radio coming up. Uh, but first, we go to Abel, listening in New Hampshire. Now, Abel, you had started a story last hour. We held you over through the news. So just to recap our listeners, you were uh, in, in a town in New Hampshire. Uh, you went by a coffee shop. You went in. You were open carrying a firearm. Now, which is completely legal in New Hampshire, but each business owner gets to decide for themselves. It's their private property. They get to decide for themselves what sort of policies to, as far as what, uh, how they want their customers to look and behave and that sort of thing. And so a business owner approached you while you were in the coffee shop and asked you the question of how he should handle this. And, and I guess he explained to you that he'd had some complaints about others in the past open carrying in that very same coffee shop. So clearly he's got a bit of a dilemma uh, to where, on one hand, he's got his clientele that, you know, that may be very, very good clients that come there on a regular basis and that feel uncomfortable by the fact that someone's open carrying a firearm. Regardless of the fact that they're not shooting someone with it, they're just sitting there, it's not hurting anybody. Uh, people are made nervous by these things for whatever reason. They've been taught that guns are dangerous. Uh, maybe they don't realize it's the people that are dangerous. But uh, I can't I can't blame them for feeling how they feel. And the business owners in a in a real tough spot. So uh, you had some more to say on that. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, you picked it perfectly. Uh, Ian. Uh, thank you. The uh, situation in my mind, I, you know, when when somebody says something to me, like you make someone feel mm. I, I uh, bells go off in my head and I say, I'm sorry. No, I people feel the way they're going to feel. And I do what I do, and the two things aren't necessarily connected. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a peaceful person. I have uh, you know no intention of of ever using that firearm if if it never needs to be used. And and I I hope that occurrence never comes. Sure. I, you know, absolutely. Uh, I you know things are in bad shape if I have to pull that out of the holster. And uh, I just don't want to do that. So, so I'm, I'm 
say, I'm thinking here, you know, uh, you know, this guy is is saying, you know, people are uncomfortable, and and you're may, and I says, well, you know what, I I really am not. I mean, what goes on in their heads is is they own that. I I don't own it. Uh, I mean, I would be glad to give all the information that that shows that uh, the uh, the defensive use of a handgun happens every 13 seconds, whereas the you know the sure, but none of that's going to no, obviously none by, of that's by, going none of that's going to by, persuade well, these I mean, people. You, you need to hear the statistic: yeah. the, the death of a hand uh, by a handgun occurs once every six hours. We're talking uh, several orders or a couple of orders of magnitude uh, difference in in the frequency of of the events of you know the benefits of handguns and the mm-hmm. detriments of handguns. You know, and, and uh, you know clearly, is, you, you know, Abel, you have the statistics on your side. I, right. Clearly, I, you, you do. Know, but, you know, most people don't know that. But that's but not I, going to. I don't think that's certainly in a situation at a coffee shop. Uh, in some sort of a confrontation, it's not likely that that's going to persuade anybody to feel differently about, you know, there's a certain unease that people have if they've been taught that, uh, taught certain things about uh, guns and, and people that use them, then, you know, maybe they'll down the line come around. But uh, on that particular uh, day, that me, business owner is still going to have to deal with I upset agree. customers. I agree. Yeah, and, and let me just say something beyond that. I, you know, and, and, and I would. I would have glad, gladly. I mean, I wouldn't have gladly, but I would have left. No, he, he if, didn't even if, ask you to, though. So if, if he'd yeah. asked me, and he hadn't, right. and you know, we we continued the discussion. I offered to, if you gave me an email to send him a link for the for the statistics, so mm-hmm. he could show people. Hmm. But uh, you know, I I you know what what the what the concern for me is, and that you know this whole thing brought it out, is that the use of of uh, the fears of people. And and the people who you know are are trying just to be independent and and rely rely on themselves and and you know be assertive in life, you know the the the, the dichotomy between the fearful people and the people like myself are are uh, is a thing that bureaucrats and 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 you know people with bad intent yeah. like to amplify. Sure, they feed on it. It it, it enhances you know, their I power. Mean, You're absolutely it, right. Yeah. And 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 I and I just I just want to in every case possible, you know, undo that. And, and anything and, that you and, can and do, I think not, is. Yeah, I think it's. I'm useful. not going into that place with a handgun. I'm 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 acquiescing. Yep. I see what you're saying. <laughs> and thank you, Abel, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. I think an important point to make is that uh, these people that are unner- unnerved by the fact that somebody is open carrying a firearm, it's really kind of backwards. I mean, they never know who's concealed right. carrying. That's that's one very important part. Is In the state of New Hampshire, it's extraordinarily easy to um, conceal carry. A person who's open carrying is simply showing you that they're carrying. How many people are in that restaurant or place with the gun concealed? Secondly, are they just as jittery and nervous about a cop when they come in? Or is it because they have that, you know, that, that shiny badge and they were taught mm-hmm. in school the guy with the shiny badge is always going to do the right thing? I mean, the fact is I can show you news story after news story after news story where police step outside of the law and where they harm individuals with their with their weapons that they're carrying on their hips you know it, it really is a very silly thing and i do you know it, it it's tough it's a tough situation for the business owner but yeah it's just based on emotion it's based it's on his fear. business he has to make that decision he really does and it's a tough one as well it's, it, but 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 basically their position is based on emotion and fear 
um, and not reality. Because in reality, if the guy with a gun was dangerous, he would exhibit signs of that. For instance, there was a time when somebody, and I think Porkfest actually, there was some jackball that nobody knew who was taking his gun out and just kind of brandishing it. And he wasn't, he wasn't really... Was he twirling? I heard a rumor that he twirled it. That would be incredibly dangerous. I don't know if it was true. I didn't see that happen. But I did see him kind of showing it off and brandishing it in a way that wasn't necessarily the safest. And somebody pulled him aside and they said something to him. And I think more than one person did. <laughs> yeah, and another activist uh, in the Keene area who apparently didn't have the experience that he should have had with firearms was not carrying it entirely appropriately at one point. And there were, again, multiple people that had, had words with him. If somebody's going to be dangerous with a firearm, I don't want to be around that crap. Because uh, that that is a bad idea. But if you're just sitting there in a uh, in a bar and the gun's pointed at the floor and you know it's no thing, what's the big deal? Yeah, it's it's completely mental, um, and it's a tough thing to get across to get past once you're moving towards uh, more liberty is to get past that irrational fear of peaceful people carrying a defensive weapon. And one of the other things that comes out of it is uh, the people that don't like it will start to say things like, "You guys are an armed gang. You're trying to intimidate us." Right, the, the, as if uh, the intim- this the, this term has been used multiple times. It, that it's about intimidation. The carrying a, uh, a we- uh, carrying a weapon out is about intimidation. Yes. and it's you know it that what it, what that chooses to do is turn to bl- turn a blind eye to the fact that the state itself is a form of it is a weapon intended for intimidation. Because they they presuppose that their form of intimidation is okay because it is common passing laws and, and having cops somehow uh, you know standing in uh, standing up to that is in fact intimidation. Whoa, whoa! It's you guys who are intimidating. And when somebody yeah. stands up and says, "No thanks, I don't wish to be intimidated. I'm going to exert my rights here." That's not intimidation. That's standing up to tyranny. You can say the you can say you know liberty folks openly wear uh, firearms as a form of intimidation, but you need to define who's being intimidated by their actions. It's not the peaceful folks that we're trying to uh, uh, get along with here. It's the criminals that would have ill intent. Take control of the airwaves here, toll free at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. For me, it's not one of my activist things to go around and, and open carry firearms, yeah. but for some people, it is. And right, and it's, I it isn't them. my thing, and I think that there are some problems with it. And, and it, you know, Abel here pointed out one of the the, the problems is is that it, it really creates a lot of waves. Anytime you act like a free person, though, Mark, and we're right back. Yeah, in. I mean, yeah. Even though it's not really civil disobedience, it's still that kind of wave creating thing where you're doing something that's outside the norm uh, for, for civilized society and uh, some people get upset by it. You can't help but that's going to happen whenever you start acting free. And speaking of you know uh, intimidating uh, people with criminal intent, it does wonders at uh, civil disobedience events when the cops show up and try to harass people. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us in freetalklive.com. And features, by the way, including our news updates. You can get signed up and get emails or follow our Twitter profile or like us on Facebook. Uh, We've got different options for you to follow the show and uh, what's going on. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Take your pick. That's news.freetalklive.com. Now, earlier tonight, we did mention something that happened over the weekend. I didn't really consider in any way a a major success, so it wasn't originally in my plans to talk about it. Uh, But there was a a bit of a situation at... uh, up here in New Hampshire, a violent situation. And it involves some of the activists, some of the liberty activists that moved here as part of the Free State Project in order to get active for liberty. Well, part of getting active uh, for freedom means getting to know people and socializing. And there's a real big uh, social socialization, if you will, movement. There's a real social scene up here with the activists. There's a lot going on and uh, the regular gatherings. One of those gatherings is a karaoke, which happens on a, on a weekly basis here in the Keene area. And Usually it's a lot of fun and uneventful, but a couple of times there have been some incidents with a a drunk guy, the same guy, at the same bar, and that same guy was at the bar this weekend, which was the second time that there was an incident. Uh, The first time he had actually headbutted you, Curtis, out in the uh, the parking lot. The guy was really wasted and has some sort of stick up his butt about... Free staters. Well, well th- th- I think that it, it, it the, the story should be told in its in completeness. Uh, there was a as, as best we can. There was a situation where somebody said something to the effect of, uh, um, you know, party at the bunker, right? Uh, well, that was me. Right. I, you know, this is the end of the night, and um, typically, uh, those who understand, um, we have an after party at the bunker, which is um, someone's house. This is someone's house. Yep. Yeah, it's it's, it's a joke. And um, so we're leaving the bar and it's, you know, it's a typical night and I yell after party at the bunker. And uh, these two uh, guys who'd been in there hadn't talked to us at all all night. And um, but they were walking out at the same time. They were uh, they they wanted to go to the after party. And um, my roommate let them know that, hey, if you don't know where the bunker is, then we're not going to tell you, you know, we don't know you guys. So they yeah. so they started, you know, calling us gay because there was like 15 guys and three girls. So they're like, you know, you're going to go to get your gay after party and stuff. Well, here's the thing is I watched these two guys enter and leave the bathroom together not 15 minutes before. And I made sure to mention that when they called us gay. And um, and it worked. It worked. He didn't like that. He very stepped much. up to me, asked me if I wanted to fight and immediately headbutted me. You did not fight back. I did not. No, I, dec- uh, I declined which I think his great. offer. I, yeah. I declined his gracious offer to meet him on the field of battle. Yeah. And the same drunk a hole uh, this weekend decided to uh, stir it up again with a large group of activists. He basically wanted to attack everybody. He uh, was was yelling and and uh, flipping people off and got so ups- upset that one of the activists, uh, Rich Paul, was walking by him at one point and uh, I guess just got clocked right in the face by the guy. There wasn't a headbutt this time. It was just a, a right hook or something like that. And you know, caught him completely off guard. He did not fight back. He didn't want to even press charges. The police showed up. One police brings an AR-15, uh, <laughs> a machine gun, basically. Uh, and the reason the for we that should, was... We should step back here because you, you kind of missed the spot. Rich yeah. Paul wasn't even involved in, in what was potentially going to be an altercation what happened was this guy he was um he was too drunk by about eleven thirty that night and he'd already come by the table once and i didn't recognize him so i didn't realize who this guy was that was telling me what he wanted me to do and other people at the table not not nice things obviously um and one of the guys there uh put up with it 
and and it stuck in his craw for the next 15 20 30 minutes so when the and so when the guy did it again he returned the gestures mm. and the guy immediately asked him if he wanted to fight and and he was ready to fight so they started walking towards the outside and rich paul accidentally got in between the two of them and this guy turned around and tried to sucker punch the guy that he was going to go outside to fight and he ended up hitting rich paul wow that's drunk yeah, yeah. I mean, he got what he wanted. The guy was willing to go outside, fight him honestly and fairly, and he decided to pull a sucker punch at the last minute, do a do a little spin move and hit him in the face when he wasn't expecting it, and it kind of backfired. So right, and then somebody called the cops and told them that there was someone with a gun because Rich Paul was open carrying. Was he okay? I didn't know that. He, he uh, was an important part uh, of the story. That he showed his gun or something like that. It or? was it was semi concealed most of the night. He claims, which I thought was something I wouldn't want to say in front of the police unless. He must have a concealed carry permit. Otherwise I think he does. He wouldn't mention it. Yeah. So, um, so the cops roll up, and the first cop on the scene has a a machine gun. It was just it seemed it a immediately escalated the situation. I I thought there was a fight going on where the cop was approaching from. I was on the opposite side of the uh, the the front of the of the the bar there, and the way people reacted to to this guy, I couldn't see him coming up. But I thought someone was being murdered at that moment because people were reacting so uh, emotionally, like backing up and and it, it it blew my mind that this guy came because you gotta remember at this time we're thinking the police are coming because of this dr- belligerent drunk that's offering to fight everyone in the bar is cussing everyone out is saying call the police i don't care they won't do nothing to me so when these and cops apparently he was up, right we think well yeah no no rich didn't want to press charges nor nor did i was i assume the uh the owners of the bar because i do believe he's a friend of theirs He's a regular at the very least. Yes. Yeah, well, if, if a guy who's getting that drunk there and that we've seen on multiple occasions is likely a cash cow for these people. Yes. Apparently more of a cash cow than 20 people uh, that uh, you know, might if, have. Uh, if he and his that. friends drink there four times a night and they know all the locals, then it's, it's that guy's better business than the 12 or 20 of yeah. us that show up every 14 days. But nonetheless, things, uh, despite the, one of the, uh, the activists getting a little bit maybe uh, uppity with the, the drunk guy, he remained peaceful. Everybody on the activist side remained peaceful. There was not a, a there was not another throw. It was just that one punch, and that was you know the end of the night. And so the cops ended up actually getting uppity with me. This was the part of the story why I originally brought up uh, the the altercation was the one of the cops, the cop that arrested me the next day when we had the twelve people arrested at the jail. He was talking to me like uh, basically saying, I'm paraphrasing here. He was basically saying, you know, you guys. You guys wouldn't let us help you. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? We wouldn't let you help. Well, last night at the, uh, at, the, at the bar, when we were called out there, you wouldn't let us help you. That guy should have gone to, talking about the drunk guy, that guy should have gone to jail. He should have gone to jail. And yeah. I said, look, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I was just standing there. Oh, I see what you're saying. What you mean by that is that Rich Paul, the activist that got hit, didn't want to press charges. So you're saying... You guys didn't want us to help you. Well, it's that collectivist concept that they have of us where Rich Paul doesn't want to press charges. No one else can. But because Rich Paul doesn't want to press charges, none of us wanted the cops uh, to help them. So that was what he extrapolated from the fact that the victim in that case didn't want to to press charges. That reflected uh, poorly in his mind upon every single one of us. Again, just putting everybody in a group. Well, as people, though, right, and, and what you're complaining about, they, in Spanish, the, uh, this, the, the, the phrase is throwing asparagus at the sky because you're, uh, you're complaining about human, inter- human belief, and p- humans do really think in groups. And uh, to say that, whoa, I got nothing to do with that guy when you're hanging out with that guy is, you know, birds of a feather flocking together. This is how people think. Well, I'm going to make sure it's corrected if people are thinking it that way. It should be, but it's, it's, it's going to be 
it's common, dude. Yeah, these these. I mean, Americans refer to their favorite sport team as us and our. It's crazy. I mean, it is common, but it's, it's wrong. An uphill battle, right there. It's it's common and it's wrong. And well, we're in a lot of uphill, uh, you know, situations. I don't like the term battle, but I see where you're coming from. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airways, but the good news, by the way, is that somebody that I knew, who's a New Hampshire native, who's very free state friendly, was hanging out with the drunk guy. He talked to him later on. He was apparently pretty apologetic about what he did. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those, including various different ways to listen in. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com for live streams, our webcam, our listen lines, different ways for you to tune into the program, all free. At listen.freetalklive.com. By the way, the webcam, you can go straight to that by going to cam.freetalklive.com. On the cam page, you'll not only be able to watch and listen to the show in, I would say, fairly high quality, you'll also be able to chat with our other listeners. There's a chat room, it's open to anybody, and the cam's free, uh, cam's free as well. So just go to cam.freetalklive.com. The cam, by the way, brought to you by memorydealers.com. Yeah, Memory Dealers is uh, signed on as a new major uh, sponsor of Free Talk Live. And they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, X2s. And they're all 100% compatible with the major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. Up to 99% off of the, their list price. They can also do customized solution for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They've got their stuff in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right. So uh, we continue here. Sovereign Curtis with us in the uh, the third seat tonight. Of course, Mark here as well. And Ian, 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. Across the pond to Scotland, Tommy is on the line. Tommy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark, Ian and Curtis. How Hello. are you all doing? Tommy, what's on your mind? Yeah, hopefully you can hear me Sounds clearly. I was conscious what you said last week after I was on that I will be try to talk more slowly and clearly. <laughs> we were just I, fooling with you a little bit, Tommy. I'm, I'm I mean, digging your accent, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I can <laughs> generally understand what you say. If I if I don't understand, I will stop you down and uh, and say, hey, run that by again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it is the, the, the most Scottish accent I've heard, and, and I think people enjoy hearing it. Yeah, it's, it's thicker than Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, sometimes people have commented and said to me that it's pretty... You know, international. So some people have said, you know, I don't even sound Scottish compared <laughs> to the Scottish. Yeah, honestly, so I'm I'm putting on my best accent that you will be able to understand. There truly is people here in Scotland that if you talk to them, you will think that they're speaking German or Dutch or something like that. My wife uh, 
she's from Africa, and I met her 15 years ago, and she was first of all in England, and uh, I met her, and I said, look, I'm, I was going to Glasgow, I'd already come back to, to, to come up to see, be with my family again, and I said to her, and she said, oh, I, do I have to learn a new language? And I said, well, kind of, we speak English in Scotland, but it's a different form of English to what the English speak. And uh, after a few weeks, she said, I don't understand one single word that these people are saying. <laughs> is German? What language is this? Tell me what language they are talking. She said, some words I hear Scottish, and, and I, I hear, but I don't know what it means. And it's took her many, many years. So trust me, if you come into Glasgow, 90% of the people you will speak to, you will not understand them. Wow. But anyway... The thing, the thing with the immigration, I'd like to talk about immigration, lads. Sure. Like, you know, uh, my mother was an immigrant. Well, she was only seven years old. But my grandfather, he came to the United Kingdom from Ireland. And he was a, an economic immigrant. And he was also an immigrant of the problem of bigotry uh, or racism, discrimination that was happening to Irish Catholics. But Britain and Glasgow, uh, Glasgow is about maybe about just over 250 years old. Or it's had a population in it for about 250 years old. At the end of the 18th century, so about 1780, 1770, Glasgow only had about 50,000 people. Now, by 1820s, that had went up to, just in this period of about 30, 40 years, to about 300,000. That's a big and increase. by the year... And, and yeah, by the year 1851, which was just after the Irish potato famine, where one million Irish died at the hands mm. of British slave masters, where they poisoned the potato and they blockaded the ports and there was no food allowed in. One million died. Jeez. The poorest of the poor went to Glasgow. The next poorest went to Liverpool and then... The ones that were still poor but had some money, they would get a boat and go to New York. Man, Boston. I mean, just I, just to interrupt you there, Tommy. I've never heard of that before. Oh, I heard the potato famine was definitely wow. a governmental uh, problem. Certainly, famines exist, but um, most of the famines that you can look at historically are hugely governmental issues and partially, uh, uh, you know, uh, environmental issues. There's never been a famine in the history of mankind. That hasn't been engineered by man. That hasn't been engineered. Look at the food that we can put in the United States and in Great Britain's tables. Food that is coming from countries where people are starving to death. My wife comes from Africa. There's food from Africa that we can buy in our shelves that I can guarantee you in that country where it was grown, people are starving to death. So, and, and I've studied history and what happened to the Irish was very tragic. A million people made refugees. And the wow. immigrants in Glasgow, by the year 1851, which was five years, just at the end of the potato famine, in Glasgow had sprung up to 500,000. In a period of 70, 60, 70 years, it went from 50,000 to 500,000. And that was done. The reason why that immigration was needed, the reason why they did the potato famine and the poverty in Ireland was to get them to come here, to get them to be immigrants, and in Glasgow and in Liverpool, because Britain was the empire of the world, it was the leader of the empire of the world, and what they did, 
went into other countries, India and Africa and Asia, and stole from them mm-hmm. and, and, and used and abused them. And then with that wealth, they brought their wealth back to places like Glasgow and Liverpool and then to build the fine cities of Glasgow, Victorian Glasgow, which meant fine buildings and many great cities of architecture. The wealth that was stolen from other countries was ploughed into Britain and to make places like London and Glasgow the way they were, they needed cheap labour. They needed cheap labour immigrants. So it's, it's been going on for hundreds of years where you can go into a country, bankrupt it, and then the people from those countries flee those countries for sake of trying to bring their family up in a better way. Hmm. And then when they come to the so country... So they come to, you're saying they come to the very country that uh, bankrupted their country in the first place? That... Yeah, because that's all they know. If you, if you look at it, my wife, when she was a, a young kid, she would watch... Uh, maybe one TV channel, a black and white, and it would be Dynasty or Dallas. So when, you, when you're living with nothing and you've not got a pot to pee in, as they say over here, you've got nothing, then you look at a TV and you say, well, look at that, that's another world. They're rich, you know, and we are rich because comparing to three billion people who live in less than a dollar a day, you and I and, and us four, we are multi-millionaires. That's true. You know, people less clean water, so when they see that, they've got no water, no food, well, they'll do whatever they can to come to the land of milk and honey the way they see it, but obviously we're inhabitants of the United States and America and Britain, and we've got our own social ills and our own system of slavery, which is different to what they're used to, but it's a huge step up in the ocean from being Absolutely. starved to death. And they should be allowed to take that step. They should be allowed to, uh, to make that step. What's it like to uh, immigrate up there these days? Pretty, pretty tough. In, 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 the, in the UK, for the last 12, 13 years, new labour has allowed immigration to flourish. And mm. it's because the economy was awash, and your economy was awash with the tsunami full of credit and debt, free money that was created out of nothing. And so with that money and that wealth, that had to be put to use. And there were so many jobs in this country they weren't getting done. So the government knew a way to do it was to join the EU to allow all the Eastern Europeans to allow asylum seekers to come in. And what that is creating is social problems similar to what happened in Germany when everyone was blaming the Jewish people. So now in Britain, people are poor, people are hard-pressed because the banks have stole everything, the politicians have stole everything, and the people have got nothing. So now they're blaming the immigrants. And so you're having the, the same Muslims. situation there where the immigrants are, are taking the blame. Uh, they're the scapegoat for all of the, uh, the tyrannical actions of the state. I thank you, Tommy, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live and you can bring up what you want just dial in toll free even in these remaining moments there is enough time for your call 800-259-9231 is the number and tonight it is ian with you and curtis and mark join us on our website freetalklive.com the features are free those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites 
Go to freetalklive.com and enjoy. You can submit show prep suggestions, uh, whether it be a news article or blog post or video or audio or something like that. You submit the item. Other listeners vote on it. They vote it up or they vote it down. You can vote up and down on things, too. And then the most popular, uh, the most popular items make it to the front page of our website at freetalklive.com, and it's all free. Uh, by the way, I want to tell you about the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Sovereign Curtis in the studio with us here tonight. Uh, your profile was raised unexpectedly recently uh, by an arrest that was made. Uh, you were at a 420 celebration. As has been happening here on a regular basis in New Hampshire in the Keene area for months, uh, uninterrupted with no problems by the police. They gave us some trouble way long time ago, and they haven't been back. But the Nashua PD, they're not so used to all of this. There was some Nashua 420 celebrations that were going on, and they cracked down. You came out the week the week after that, as I recall. It was the Tuesday after that weekend. And I went out there. I, I, uh, I created the event just because I wanted to... Um, I wanted Nashua to continue on with this. You know, we've got activists in Nashua, but... Um, uh, I basically wanted to help them get their own 420 celebration started. Um, right, and because and you created the, the inaugural help them get it started event, you know. Right, and uh, they they targeted you because you were seen as I believe that I believe they targeted you. There's no evidence to say that they specifically did, but you happen to be the one that was arrested at that event, and uh, you also happen to be the one who created the Facebook page about it. And so you allegedly passed a joint to a cop, an undercover, undercover, officer. and then uh, they arrested you for that, charged you with felony uh, dispensing, dispensing of cannabis, and you're going to take that to court. You're going to go to trial on this. And we were apparently, Which is ludic- I'd like to point out that it's it's ludicrous, right? Possessing marijuana is a misdemeanor or a violation mm-hmm. in some places, but passing a joint from one person to another, an extraordinarily small amount of marijuana, when yeah. you look at the you know the, the amounts that possession generally covers, is a felony. Come on, it's, it's pretty ludicrous. It's worse than that, actually. If you've got uh, a prescription from your doctor say say you're 70 years old and you've got 14 different prescriptions and you use a 7-day pill uh organizer in order to not forget when to take your pills each time you take one pill out of one prescription pill jar and place it in that 7-day planner you have committed a felony uh, why is that just some stupid rule they that, got that's covered under the definition it, it actually says one individual pill removed from one bottle and placed in another qualifies as felony dispensing it's <laughs> great so Making uh, old people, uh, uh, you know, dangerous felons, right? So you are going to go to trial on this. You are willing to do that. And apparently we, we had some bad information, and I think it's, it, it behooves us to get on the air and correct that information. We were saying that this will be the only trial in the history of New Hampshire that uh, has ever been for that, – that, that has ever been for de- dealing. It was, right? was kind of like a, a broad um, – this is the only time this RSA, which covers a whole lot of stuff, like I just said, moving pills from one bottle to another, mm-hmm. it, it covers anything from you know crack all the way down to pot. Um, so the the blanket statement that this is the first time the RSA is going to be challenged all the way to a, a jury is incorrect. But what about all the way up like the chain? I mean, if you if you lose, it's got to be the first time it's been uh, used against somebody passing a joint, and maybe it's being taken to the well. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, yeah if ever anyone's been charged with felony possessing for passing a joint, I imagine the first thing the state does is offer them a, plea deal. a misdemeanor a plea deal. Yes, and and it makes sense that anyone in this position who's not interested in fighting the system is going to take that plea deal. So to help you out, the CD Evolution Fund, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, which is Honestly, it's in, it's in its initial stages still. It's, it's only about a year When I got old. arrested, they jumped right on it, and they um, worked to bail me out of jail as quickly. They obviously waited until I requested bail. Um, That's true. 
Yeah, a lot of activists don't, uh, you know, some activists are not, civil disobedience activists are not interested in that kind of thing. And you did ask for it and you got it. And uh, and you're also looking to uh, to bring on some legal assistance because you are willing to challenge this and, and take it as far as I believe you can take it, right? I mean, if you could go, if you could get paid to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, would you? No. You would not? No, because that means I sit in jail for my appeals process. And I do not want to do There's that. There's no appellate bonds? Um, I don't know. Pellet bonds exist for for wealthy people. I don't know anything yeah. besides that. <laughs> uh, well, so well, if they're going to find you guilty, you're going to sit in jail anyway, right? Right, right. But you asked me if I wanted to take this to the Supreme Court, and the answer is no, because I do not want to sit in jail waiting through the ten years of appeals process. Well, I mean, prison, if it's, not jail, prison. Well, I, I see what you're saying. There's other but, ways to win this without me sitting in prison for the next decade, so I'd like to win it that way. Okay. Well, I don't understand all the in, uh, ins and outs of the legal system. I thought that if you get commi- convicted, uh, if you get convicted and they hit you with three years, you're not going to sit in jail for ten years waiting for an appeal, right? I mean, you'll be out after three years. Right. Um, I suppose three years is conceivable. That that's all they'll give me. So you're um, going to take it as far as that makes sense to you at the time. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm not going to... Um, because I'm asking people to support me, and I'm not going to waste their money if I don't have to. Um, you know, this is not the time to be wasting money. Um, so if they offer me a, a honey of a a, a plea deal, um, like say a violation, which isn't even a misdemeanor, I'd be hard pressed to say no. Uh, I understand that. And one of the things that uh, we we I think I hope it's been pointed out at the CD Evolution Fund page is that if, if you decide to take, if they really offer you something like that and you change your, your plans, then the money that is contributed for you is going to roll back into the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. We just don't have the ability to give people refunds or anything like that. Right. So hope, hope, hopefully people understand that coming into this, that anything could, could flesh out of this. And I'm sure uh, there's, you know... They're supporting me as an individual, but I do believe they also support the entire mission of, of the CD Evolution. Right, because that is, money's going to go to somebody eventually that's doing civil disobedience. So uh, you can contribute to uh, Curtis's fund by going to cdevolution.org. That's cdevolution.org. There's a little chip in right there on the front page. If you also want to, you can sign up for a, a monthly contribution that will go into CD Evolution. And again, the money that goes into CD Evolution, if it's not specifically earmarked for curtis may very well be spent on curtis anyway so you can give some to the curtis fund you can do a monthly contribution and i don't know with all the go. people getting arrested these days i doubt any extra funds will be Maybe. going my way <laughs> Who knows? Oh, there's no su- extra funds is an oxymoron there's yeah, no such yeah, thing ever yeah. not right now that's for sure all right we continue here with your phone calls vince in indianapolis or indiana you're on free talk live little vince hello Kurt. hello mark and ian and curtis yes vince what's on your mind tonight hey, i was wanting to um maybe send some uh, money in Curtis's way because I want to help him get through his appeals and all that. But, but I want to mention PayPal, something right? here. Oh, yes. But I want to mention something here. Well, was... the, the CD Evolution Fund will take alternatives. Uh, they'll take checks. So you can. Uh, I think there may be some details on the CD Evolution site or an email address you can contact and get the details on that. Okay. CD Evolution. Yes, sir. What else? I wanted to mention. Um, one of your friends, I guess Catherine Albrecht, she mentioned that the internet service providers are spying on people. They're sending their cars around with people. I was offered one of these little jobs. I turned it down, but take pictures of people's houses, cars, property, and all that. Is this Who people is? suspected of something, like stealing internet or something? I don't know what the deal is, but... I don't really understand the context. What what incentive would an internet service provider have to go around and take pictures of people's property? You sure she wasn't talking about Google? Uh, I'll I'll let you say the words, but I'm not. But yes, that was the one company. 
Oh, she's Google. talking about Google Street View? Mm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Google's driving around on uh, public roads and taking people uh, taking pictures of everything they uh, they drive by. It's a great little uh, service. You know, Catherine Albright's an interesting character. Albrecht, rather. Uh, interesting character. Uh, she's very privacy-oriented. And uh, for me, I, th- I, I don't go as far as she does. It doesn't really... Freak me out. Uh, if you want to drive, if I want to drive by your house, I can drive by your house. I mean, unless you live in a private gated neighborhood and Google Street View isn't going into those places. Yeah, and I've so, never heard of Google turning down a request to remove a piece of property from any of their maps. They've, they've, all you have really? to do is email them and say, I don't want my, my property being shown on any of your products or services. And they, I think it's be- paranoid. I think that's ludicrous, personally. The, 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 yeah, that's good enough for Dick Cheney. The pictures aren't uh, high resolution at all, really. Um, so I don't really understand what the, the, the big deal is. Well, the street view is is invasive, in my opinion. If you believe that the public front of, of, your, of your residence is a, is a private. Well, it's not. You, you can private. see it. If you, if you want but a private, put a fence if, up. If somebody drives past it, I, I, you know, I, I, I like the idea of privacy. I think it's something you have to work for. And if, if they're willing to take it off their website, then that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody can drive by, then somebody should be able to take a picture. If somebody should be able to take a picture, then somebody should be able to put it on the Internet. Absolutely. If somebody wants to put it on the Internet, then somebody should be able to organize it in a fashion where, you know, you can look at it i guess yeah thanks for the call vince appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231 but i agree uh that privacy is something you have to work towards you know if your windows are open your blinds are open you're not private and that's why um, if you want privacy close them that's why startpage.com's uh, so great i mean it gives you an opportunity to use something that's private you can you can use google and they will take that information sell it to yeah. third party people they will use it for whatever purposes that they wish it to use it for they'll cookie your machine they'll know who you are you, you have know, to take the that's steps that's what they do you you have to be willing to take the steps and pay the costs like uh, you know, whether it's the cost to hide your phone number or the cost to uh, have a private mailbox or whatever. Anyway, we're about out of time here tonight. Curtis, thanks for coming in. We're gonna have you back. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, Mark, as always, appreciate you being here. Eight hundred two five nine. I don't know why I get that number out. It's just a, a good <laughs> habit. Uh, all right, so we're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow night. Join us then. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.